0: Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place here, there, in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him Uh, went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then they said to him, "How?" Or then he said to them, "How foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted them- to them the things about himself in all the scriptures." Word of God, Word of Life. You may be seated.
1: A new ELCA Bishop of the Minneapolis Area Synod which Mount Olivet is a part of, will be elected in May of 2024. And bishop elections only come once every six years, so this is a big deal. And if you are interested or curious about church governance, Please let me know if you would like to join um, me and Pastor Kristen in attending these meetings as a voting member to call this new leader to shape the future of the ELCA here in the Twin Cities. Honestly, I wish Cleopas could be on the ballot. This is his only mention in the Bible, but what a story it is. More than anyone else, it was Cleopas and his companion who were there walking with the resurrected Jesus, although they couldn't recognize him. And they got the full interpretation of Moses and all the prophets and how those stories of the Old Testament connect to Jesus, which, by the way, is nearly the entirety of the Old Testament. Now, that was one Bible study download, and we know of no one else who experienced it. And it is Cleopas who invites the stranger to stay at the end of a long day of walking to have dinner together and take a load off. A gracious act of hospitality to offer someone he doesn't know food and rest, not as a drive-by act of charity, sending a text with money, but one of presence and shared human experience. And it is there that this seemingly wayward guest at the table becomes the host, breaking bread and giving thanks and distributing it to all. And in that moment of sharing the bread and sitting with the stranger, Cleopas recognizes this man as Jesus. There's no doubt now. And Cleopas and his companion name that aha moment. And their afterthought of clarity, were not our hearts burning on the road while he was opening the scripture to us? Why couldn't we see it then? And then in both humility and awe, Cleopas and his companion, who just experienced sitting with the resurrected Jesus, They choose not to take this seemingly special moment to write a book or a blog about it. They leave the table and immediately, because Cleopas knows what he just experienced, needs to be told. It's like that invisible moisture that's up in the air that once it's cooled, It needs to join with other molecules in order to form a cloud. On its own, it doesn't really have it, but together there's something. So they walk back on the same road, the same seven miles from which they came. Jerusalem, the city that they were leaving in sadness, now becomes the way back To their future and they go with their minds and their hearts racing to tell the other disciples what they just experienced. Cleopas had started the day with grief on his heart, getting out of town with his companion. They had to end a long weekend of despair mourning the crucifixion and death of Jesus. They just had to walk it off. They had to see a different view. And it is there, holding all the unfinished business, that they encountered the resurrected Jesus on the road to a new place. Do you see it? Cleopas has all the qualifications to be a great church leader, Bible knowledge taught by Jesus himself first-hand experience with grief and processing it with others. He's wise enough to know that you just have to walk it off and talk it through with a friend. He wasn't afraid of a stranger, and he was willing to tell his story and name his lost hopes. And he invited someone he didn't know well to share a meal And then Cleopas stayed present enough in that meal to see again that it was Jesus. And then he went to share a story, knowing his experience needed to be told to nurture the faith of someone else to keep the story going. But this story wasn't written to bring forth qualities of a high-ranking church leader? The story was told and written down to remind me and you that it is on the road with another, walking to the next place, holding lost hopes and wished-for outcomes in our pockets, that we will meet someone we don't know. Someone who will listen to us and offer what they have. And it just may be an ordinary invitation to share a meal together where God is revealed. And that moment of clarity, however long or short it will be, nourishes us and propels us to share our story, to remind someone else that God is indeed here even now and will be found along the way. It's such a good story. But I have to be honest, if we break it down into its simple parts, when we actually overlay the story in our own lives, when we actually consider that a stranger Someone we don't know now may be the person that helps us experience God in a new way. Can that be right? There are so many reasons to play this down and not believe it's true. To stay stuck in the ways we have done things. And to consider faith to kind of be a checklist, right? Have a baby and get baptized. Make sure you're around church long enough to see them confirmed. Give an offering every now and then. Pray when you can. And try to live a clean life in hopes of making it to heaven. To just tend to the people we know and do the things that we have always done. But what if this story is true? That it is when everything we had hoped for falls through, when we are headed to a new place, and when we encounter someone we don't know, that is when a new future will be revealed. And our faith may even be strengthened, even for a moment. So here's my question that we're going to ask in a few minutes. I'm going to give you a heads up so you can think about it and have it sink in. What is the road you're walking right now? What are you leaving, and where are you going? The resurrected Jesus doesn't seem worried at all in this story. But the story is all over. He just walks that road and meets Cleopas and his companion, and he asks them, What things are you talking about? He is there in presence to walk alongside and then lead them to the bread. In the same breath, I don't think God is so worried about where we are right now. I don't think God thinks this is the end of the story. Although there's way too much war, grief, and suffering in our midst, God cares about that, of course. I don't think that God thinks all will be lost from here. So get up. And start walking the road to find abundant life in places you cannot even imagine right now. I'll join you there. No matter what may happen with a bishop's election, God will always be at the table when we are on the brink of doubt, pulling up another chair for you and connecting you with a stranger to give God's story a new chapter. The road you are on that you will describe in just a moment is leading somewhere. Who is it that you will meet? Who is it that we will meet? There is a future for your life and for the church. So let's get up and start walking. Amen.